The Bible mentions three types of sin. Cheta, Pesha, and Avon. Cheta literally means to miss the mark. There are times when God asks us to do things and we know that we should do it, but for whatever reason, we're not diligent towards the things that he has called us to. And like Jonah, we get wrapped up in our emotional state and slow the progression of God. Cheta, we miss the mark. Pesha, it means rebellion. And these type of sins are obvious. It's like taking revenge, like stealing, and like murder. This sin is a close companion to those that live by the pride of life. Pesha, rebellion. Avon, this word means to twist or distort. It speaks to a depravity. This word refers to individuals that would literally try to use the word of God to justify wrongdoings. It refers to the one that leans to their own understanding versus trying to hear the voice of God. So these mistakes are made knowingly and unknowingly. Avon, to twist or distort. We ourselves cannot pay for and atone for the things that we did. That's why it is written in the book of Acts chapter 3 that we should repent and turn back that our sins may be blotted out. The Bible is very clear that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How do we get free from the sin of rebellion, from the sin of carelessness, from the depravities, from the things that God hates? It is written that our sins are a stench into the nostrils of God. With every sin that has been made, if they're not atoned for, they have to be accounted for. Our God is slow to anger, and it is written that we store up wrath for the day of judgment. With all of these different sins in mind, it is important to note that it is written in the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a person soweth, that shall they also reap. And it is written in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23, The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So which sin did Jesus give his life for? Well, all of them. The book of John chapter 3 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God didn't send his Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him shall be saved. It is only through Christ that we can have this freedom and this salvation. And it is by the power of his Holy Spirit that we even have the ability to do so. He says in the book of John chapter 14, These things I have spoken to you while I am with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit brings remembrance to the voice of God. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Many people want to hear the voice of God without reading the Word of God. If you're not in His Word, then you're not in Him. This is how we receive deception in our heart. We believe ourselves to be a great person, but we do not read the Word of God. Scripture says, Blessed are those who are not only hearers of the word, but also doers. 
From a Hebraic standpoint, the word remember means to speak in behalf of and to act in behalf of. The Spirit of God teaches us how to move according to the ways of God. If we're not moving according to the ways of God, then we're moving outside of His will, outside of His knowledge, outside of His word. This is how the enemy tricked Eve. By not hearing the voice of God, Eve said to the serpent in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, We may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it or you will die. God never told Adam and Eve to not touch the tree. And once the enemy got her to see that she can touch it, verse 6 says that she saw the tree was good for food it was a delight into her eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise she desired it and again this pattern desire sin death the enemy takes our weakness and our vulnerabilities to create desires that will lead us to sin against god that will cause the death of us because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And our desires is the thing that the enemy used to deceive us. This is why reading the word of God and being in God's word is important. When we misunderstand things in scripture and we allow our desires to run rampant, we will start to claim things that are borderline blasphemous and believe them to be an act of God. If you haven't been made aware I would tell you plainly, there is no such thing as original sin or having a sin nature. Nature means to have a mindset of it, and God would not give us a mindset that is warring against Him. It is written in the book of James, every person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. The word lured is ezerko, and ezerko it's the same word that you use for when you're baiting a hook for a fish. If a fish is full, it'll have no desire for the worm. But if the fish feels like it's empty and it hungers, then it becomes trouble for the fish. The enemy plays on a person's insecurities and make them feel like they have a gap. Like he told Eve, you will not die. God just knows that when you eat of this fruit, you're going to become like him. And she saw the tree, and it says that she desired it. Verse 15 says, Desire, when it has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Sin is actually the midway point between mistakes and righteousness. Desire, sin, death. Desires are the actual starting point to sin. We see and know this from James 1.15, where it says, The desires, when it has conceived, that word conceive is silambano. It's the same exact word for rape. It means to seize, capture, and to impregnate. Your desires do not care if no means no. Your desires take a hold of you, and then shame causes you to not give it to God. It says sin, when it fully grows, brings forth death. It will become the very death of you. Our desires, when they come from a place of emptiness, if it's not in the hands of God, we run the risk of sinning. Remember when God was talking to Cain, he said, sin is crouching at the door. Sin is waiting for you to have this desire because without the desire, it cannot enter. We cannot get rid of sin if we will not address the desire for it. 
This is why Christ sent the Holy Spirit to lead us in the way of all knowledge pertaining to the things that the voice of God has spoken to us. And with the knowledge revealed by the Holy Spirit, we're able to resist the enemy and he will flee. And the word for resist is actually a military term. It means to stand against, to fight against it. You have a desire, fight it, and it shall flee. It is written in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit leads us in the way of knowledge and of truth so that we can truly live out and be the righteousness that God has called us to be. Christ was made to be our armadilla. This word does mean sin in the same way it means in the Old Testament to Mr. Mark, but it can also be translated as sin offering. This verse also reads, For our sake he made him to be a sin offering, who knew no sin, so that in him we may become the righteousness of God. But we can only do this by the power of the Holy Spirit, because the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and most importantly, self-control. It says, against these things there is no law. Verse 25 says, if we live life by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Because flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. And those that follow the spirit will not sin. And I know many of you would say, how is it possible to not sin? It is written that absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I know this verse on the surface speaks about being dead in Christ. But our brother in the faith also says to let me die daily. Because where we are made weak, he is made strong because we will have self-control. We will have patience, so we will wait for God's timing. We will have peace in the wait. We will be filled with the joy of God, totally secure within the love of God, thankful for the goodness of God, because the fruit of the Spirit is not our power, but it is the strength of the Spirit of God. It is a gift that is freely given to us, unlike the sin that we have worked for, the chetah, and Avon. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 5, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we were healed. It's only by the blood of Christ, the mighty one of Israel, that we are saved. Verse 11 and 12 read, Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, for he shall bear their own. Therefore I divided him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death. He was numbered with the Pesha, yet he bore the Cheta of many, and he intercedes for the Pesha. As we press on, I pray that we live life by the Spirit, that we lean not to our own understandings, and that we get deeper into the Word of God, so that when the trials of the enemy test us, we will be able to resist the enemy. Amen.